Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, November 27th. As always, we're presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. Uh We had Truman on the show last week, but uh, he is not here again today. We got about three more weeks, so about six or so, maybe five more shows of probably just going to be me. Uh, and then we'll get Truman consistently for a couple weeks during Christmas break, which is going to be fun because uh, it was nice to get back to the old format. Um, and hopefully during Christmas break, you know, everybody will be home from college so we can get more people, more guests back on the show, some reoccurring guests back onto the show because we have a lot to talk about. But again, we only had one show last week uh, because of Thanksgiving. We didn't get to talk about a ton of stuff. Um, we did the Thanksgiving draft. That was really fun. I want to do more of those. Um, but we had a crazy last couple of days. So we got a ton to talk about. I didn't even make an outline for this show because I figured we're just going to ramble on about certain topics because we just have so much to talk about, too much to just put in the outline. Uh, so we'll just start um, and see where it goes. So I was, like I said, today's Tuesday. Um, I was uh, walking around this morning, walking my class to class, uh, in my depressed state, because um, a lot of things have just been, you know, going on right now in the world of sports. The Packers are struggling. Uh, they're four, six, and one. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I guess this is just going to be like my therapy corner for a minute because there has just been so much going on in the world of sports. We'll start with Carmelo Anthony. It's we're on day day nineteen right now. Of Carmelo Anthony not playing in a basketball game. We've had 19 straight days. Carmelo Anthony has not stepped on an NBA court uh, from in full jersey ready to play. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you guys know as much as I do. Uh, if, it's, if he's taking the time, I guess, I'd rather him take the time to kind of sort through the offers. If there's offers being sent, I'd rather him take the time uh, to go through them all. Um, but also, when it becomes, you know, we're at day 19, probably going to be day 20 tomorrow because I don't think he's going to get signed tonight, um, although it could happen. Uh, you start to wonder, maybe he's contemplating retirement a little bit. And obviously, uh, a lot of people have suggested, Tracy McGrady, a couple other players uh, and news analysts have suggested, you know, maybe it's time for Carmelo to hang it up. Um, his last game was versus Oklahoma City, and that was just an embarrassing performance. We already talked about that. We don't have to revisit that, but it's just been a rough season, and I think he just needs to get back on a court because um, obviously the last, I don't think Carmelo is going to retire. Because the last taste of basketball, of NBA basketball that he's had uh, was that night in Oklahoma City. It was just an embarrassing performance. He only had two points, one for 11 shooting. It was a bad performance. And I don't think Carmelo, who's had a 15, now 16-year career, I don't think he wants to end it on that note. Now, I could be wrong. Um, but I just He's made his money. He's played in a million games. He's he's made his case for the Hall of Fame. I, def I definitely think he'll be in. Um He's made his case, like I said, and I just think you know maybe it's time for him to tie it up. I don't know what his thoughts are. I think he loves the game of basketball. I think he loves his brothers. I think he still holds out hope for a championship. Um, and maybe he's just, I don't know, maybe he's just worn out, uh, tired of everything, tired of all this trashing. You know, this 19-day break might be pretty nice for him, um, and he might realize he wants to stay home. Um, or maybe, you know, he's just not getting enough offers right now. Maybe teams are sort of figuring out where they want to go from here. We're getting later into the season, so teams are kind of figuring out what holes they have. Um, but I don't know. I'm not so exactly sure what Carmelo's doing um, as of right now. You know, we've, we're going on day 19, probably day 20 tomorrow. Uh, we're going through the holidays. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, I know he has a 
fractured kind of family relationship, maybe he's just going to take the holidays to spend alone, you know, rest up and just get mentally prepared because the market's still going to be there, I think, no matter how long he waits this season. I think if he obviously doesn't get signed this season, I think it's we're looking a little more bleak. Um, but maybe he's just going to take the time to, uh, you know, collect his thoughts, spend some time with the family during the holidays, something he hasn't been able to do the last couple of years because he's always been playing on Christmas Day. Uh, that's a thought. Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure where he wants to go from here. I, you know, I've heard reports of like a national team, Puerto Rico wants that wants him to come um, play. Maybe Carmelo's up for that, but he's an NBA guy. He's still got a lot of gas left in the tank, um, and I think he really can impact the team anywhere you know he's shown now he can come off the bench you know he's shown he's willing to switch up his game a little bit uh he's not a bad person to have in the locker room guys love him guys love playing with him he's got best friends on almost every single team um he's not a bad teammate like people say i think the media sort of puts that around there um but he's a he's a good teammate and i think he's a good piece for a team i'm surprised he hasn't been signed yet but the NBA is crazy, uh, and the Rockets did a good job of making it seem like he was the reason why they're failing. But obviously, we've seen now they're still at the bottom of the rankings 20 days after Carmelo was let go. Uh, so it obviously wasn't him, but they did a good job of tarnishing his name and his legacy, something we were so desperately at this podcast trying to stop. Um, but we will uh, figure this out. We will rebuild. We will get on a team. If this is the end for Carmelo Anthony, we will do a whole long show, a uh, tribute show. We will cry, but we will get over it, and we will watch as Carmelo Anthony does his next venture. But again, I really do believe he'll be on a basketball court again, whether that's at the end of the holidays, end of the, end of the uh, week, end of the day today. I don't know, but we will see what happens. We'll, we'll be on that front constantly fighting to get Carmelo Anthony a job. Um, we will hold that flag, and we will march forward. Um, but now I wanted to talk about the Packers a little bit. So the Packers, 4-6-1, uh, that's where we sit right now. Uh, we have the same record as the Cleveland Browns. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm not proud to admit it, but I will stand here. Um, I won't back down from it. I won't hide from it. I will talk about it. So Sunday night's game was ugly. Um to say the least, we were in it in the first half, and usually we come out pretty well in the second half. I think Petten makes a lot of great changes, um, and I think McCarthy, well, McCarthy's shit, but Petten usually makes a lot of great changes in the second half, and he did do that. Um, we held the Vikings, which is a pretty good offense, to only 24 points um, the entire game. The Packers came out and they were firing. Um, they scored, you know, that Aaron Jones touchdown, and then they had Devontae Adams, and we were looking good, and I was feeling good. Um, but then again, they just their offense just fell apart in the second half. The third down offense is just like the worst thing you've ever watched in your entire life. It's like a train wreck. You know it's coming, and you just can't look away. Uh, that third down, it's when it's good. We get to that third and five, whatever third and whatever it's always the same thing they draw up a passing play because it's an obvious passing down and then it gets a sack it doesn't make any sense they bring pressure every single time on third down every team does it it's normal but the fact of the matter is we can't stop it and our offensive line isn't horrible we got Bakhtiari who's the best left tackle in the NFL Lane Taylor Corey Lindsley are all solid guards the right side's a little shaky Balaga's a really good tackle but he's hurt most of the time and Byron Bell is a converted tackle who's playing guard right now he's playing not great um 
and they said it on Monday, on Sunday night's broadcast. You know, this Packers offensive line has been uh, usually has been um, depleted over the years and really not filled. And like Collinsworth said, the cupboard's not very full, um, and it's going to take a couple years to really rebuild that because once you know Bell went down, once uh, I think Bakhtiari went down, it was a mess. Um, Rodgers missed a bunch of throws. Aaron Jones couldn't get through on third and one. Uh, he couldn't get through on fourth and one, two right after that. It was just a mess of a game, and it's been a mess of a season. And I don't know where it starts. I think you start from top down. I think the Packers are going to be entering uh, the dreaded R-word, the rebuild mode. Uh I think they've started the process last year getting rid of Ted Thompson, bringing in Brian Gutenkeist, who is a good hire, by the way. He actually had a pretty good draft class, and the free agents he's signed actually have been working out decently. Not, you know, obviously, Muhammad Wilkerson, you went down with injuries. Jimmy Graham's got injuries. He's beat up. But, you know, Tremont's been playing well, um, as well as a 40 year old, you know, corner safety can. Um, you know, the, the wide receivers, the rookie wide receivers haven't looked great, but they've shown flashes. Um, Jair Alexander is potential rookie of the year nominee. Josh Jackson's looked a little shaky, but in the end of the day, Ted Thompson wasn't bringing in talent anymore, and I think Gutenkeis is doing that. I think there's a good uh, set position there um, at GM. we got to get a head coach, though. I think McCarthy's time is done in Green Bay. Uh, I think he's over. Um you know, it sucks because he's been there for such a long time. But he's a pro. Uh, he's a he's a real head coach in the NFL. He was a solid hire at the time. He was a solid hire for his entire career. You know, Packer fans, once he's gone, it'll be like Holmgren. Uh, once they look at his career and what he did here, uh, he'll be known as one of the greats, and I think he'll be in the Packer Hall of Fame. You know, that Super Bowl that he brought was amazing, uh, and he'll forever be enshrined in Green Bay. But I think it's kind of done in Green Bay. It's, his career has grown a little stale, um, and I think we need to do a little bit of a cleaning house type of process. You know, I would keep a handful of guys on offense, handful of guys on defense. Um, I would keep Petten because I think Petten's done a fantastic job, uh, and as we get more talent, I think the defense will get even better. Um, but then I think, you know, you clean house. You keep you know, obviously, like I said, you're good players on offense and defense, but then you start to clean house a little bit, start to get some more um, veteran talent. Maybe I know we don't have a ton. People think we don't have a lot. Uh, uh, people think we don't have anything to spend in Green Bay in terms of free agent money, but we actually do. Once we get rid of Cobb, I think we'll cut Randall Cobb. That's a huge contract off our books. Clay Matthews' contract will be off our books. You know, I hope we bring Matthews back on a short-term, uh, small money amount of deal, um, and hopefully he'll come. I think he will come back. Uh, but I think the Packers have a pretty bright future ahead of them, especially if they get rid of McCarthy. They're going to be the top coaching job available. I know Brian was kind of fighting me with it a little bit, saying, you know, the Browns is the best job available. Um, because they do have Baker and they do have a bright future. But we have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. I get Coward yesterday. Colin Coward was saying, you know, Rodgers is kind of the LeBron of the NBA, of the NFL. You know, nobody really wants to coach him because they think he's kind of stuck up. But I think he'll start to realize... Um, I think the Packers should involve him in the coach hiring process. And I think he'll start to realize what he needs, who he needs, and I think he'll have a pretty good say as to who gets hired. Um, and that's just going to help him out because uh, he'll have somebody comfortable um, coaching him. Uh, but again, 
it's going to be a process. It's going to be a bit of a rebuild, but I think we're ready for a rebuild. I think it's time. The time has come. Time to bust open the cabinets in the uh, Green Bay uh, locker room. Uh, it's time to start sweeping around that locker room and just getting the crap out because uh, that era of that Packers Super Bowl era uh, is over, and I think we need to enter a little bit of a rebuild to get back there. And I think we can do it pretty quickly, actually, if we hire the right people and bring in the right guys. We got the money. We got the draft capital. We got the will to win. We got the fans. You got the stadium. There's really no other place in the NFL that's hiring uh that's bringing in guys like Green Bay. It's the best place in the world to play football. It's the best franchise. Players get treated the best here. Um, they really um, are the best available job in the last 20 years to come available. I don't think there's really, besides maybe Foxborough, but even then that doesn't work because Belichick's the whole reason why it's like that. So there's really not any place available, any jobs available that are quite even close to like Green Bay, um, which is why I think we'll get the top candidates. I think we'll even get guys coming out of the woodwork who haven't been, you know, interested in a job the last couple of years but now you know they see green bay is available they see aaron Rodgers, they see Devontae adams jair alexander they see a good gm a good aggressive gm like brian gutenkeist a young aggressive gm like him uh they see this fan base um they see how well mccarthy was treated for a long time and they see the need to refresh this uh this fan base and this organization. Um, as far as McCarthy goes, I think he'll be fired at the end of the season. Uh, you saw he was emotional in his press conference. I know he knows it's coming. Uh, he will be fired at the end of the season, no matter what happens here, because I think it's a very, I think it's like a 10% chance we get to the playoffs. We could win out and we could make it, but at the end of the day, I think if it's, we don't win a Super Bowl, McCarthy's got to go, uh, and that's a miracle if we win a Super Bowl. So, I think McCarthy will get another job. I think he deserves another job as a head coach. Uh, I think getting fired would be kind of a wake-up call to him to kind of refresh his stuff. Uh, maybe he takes a break. He'll be somewhere with some sort of job, so you don't have to worry about a guy like that um, because he is a football guy through and through, and he will land on his feet the right way. So McCarthy, you know, it sucks to see him go. It will suck to see him go. He's not gone yet. He's got five more games. Um, but, you know, the memories he's brought us here have been unmatched. He's helped Aaron Rodgers' career immensely, but again, it, he's hurting this team more than he's helping it, and I think things have run its course, and I think it's time for him to go. But we will see. Thankfully, me and Truman will be in God's country this weekend. We'll be at Green Bay for the Packers-Cardinals game. Um, hopefully an easy win, probably an easy win, although I'm not sure with this team. And if we lose this game, I don't think... I'd like to think they would just get rid of McCarthy right away, but I think he's just going to co coach the end of the season. The Packers aren't a type of franchise to just, like get rid of everything um, in the middle of the season and kind of throw their team into discourse. I think they'll keep McCarthy through the end of the season, which is the right move, no matter what the outcome is of these next five games. Um, and I think that's the right move. But that's it for my rant on the Packers and Carmelo Anthony. A couple other things. we're gonna I'm going to talk about Ohio State. Um, again, I'm still a little depressed right now. i got to get some things off my chest. Um, and then we'll run through some headlines, and then hopefully uh, we'll get you out of here. But Ohio State over the weekend, I was in Michigan at my uh, family's uh, cabin up there. We were watching the game, watching Ohio State put an absolute smackdown on Michigan uh, and their football team. It was embarrassing, to say the least. Uh, if I was a Michigan fan, I would not know what to do. This was probably the closest they've come um, to 
to even beating us before the game started. Like, I knew Ohio State was going to win because I know Urban Meyer really gets his guys up for these type of games, and I know he gets them fired up better than anybody. Um, and I think home field advantage helped a lot. But that was just embarrassing for Michigan. They were supposed to win this game. We were we were underdogs. Ohio State was underdogs. And we, they were supposed to win this game. They were supposed to smack us. Everybody was picking Michigan. Um, but we were the better team. And we are the better team. Um, their top players just didn't show up. Shea Patterson just didn't show up in the right moments. Uh, their defensive line did nothing. They were supposed to be pretty good. Winovich and Gary. Um, they just did nothing. And that really hurt them. And, you know, Michigan, you know, they got Harbaugh there. And sadly, I think Harbaugh's their best shot at beating Ohio State. Um, it's obviously he's 0-4. But what are they going to do? Who are they going to get if they fire Harbaugh? Harbaugh, if Harbaugh gets fired, he will be picked up in an instant by either an NFL franchise or probably a college. But maybe he gets swooped up back into the NFL because um, I think he does want to get back there one day. Um, but why the hell would you fire him? Who are you going to get? He's not Rodriguez. He's not Hoke. He's not somebody who once you fire him, he's just going to you know go on some small school staff somewhere. He's going to get a big job because he wins. He is a good winner. But Michigan, it's just not their decade, not their century to beat Ohio State in football. Um, and you saw that from the first snap. Ohio State just came out firing. Haskins looked like the runaway candidate for uh, Heisman. Um, but this is my depressed corner because I'm thinking Ohio State has got to have a lot of help to get into the playoffs. Um, I'm worried. Like Ohio State has shown two different teams this year. They've shown uh, ranked Ohio State. They've shown two different teams. They've shown the team that plays against ranked teams and they've shown a team that plays against unranked teams. Team, the team that plays against unranked small schools like Purdue, Maryland, Nebraska is bad. They don't even deserve a shot at the uh, playoffs. They, it's just bad. They don't get up for those games, and that's a problem. But then you show Ohio State who's beaten TCU, Penn State, Michigan State all on the road, and then they just embarrass the number three team in the country. That is what um, I would like to call an interesting sight because Ohio State, if they come out, I think the big key is going to be this Big Ten Championship game. Like the National Championship year, um, they're going to have to annihilate Northwestern to really uh, put themselves into the conversation of they have to get in. They have to annihilate Northwestern, who's a good team. Um, and I think they could do it. But again, there's a chance that Ohio State doesn't come out for it and they just start slow and sluggish and we lose the game. Uh, and that's what scares me the most about this Ohio State team rather than the teams in the last couple of years. Because they're either going to come out and play their asses off or they're going to get killed. Um, they make a lot of dumb mistakes, but they've been cleaning them up lately, and i got to give them credit. Um, and we even won that game. 62 points most ever um, scored on Michigan. Uh, we even won that game without our best player, Nick Bosa, uh, which would have been – it's a scary thought to think, you know, what would have happened if we had Nick Bosa on the team um, because I am not sure at all what the massacre would have looked like if we had Bosa on the team. So – that's it for that. Um, I got to wait and see. We just got to wait and see what happens, see who gets in. Um, but my last gripe, Indians, uh, you know, it's kind of like our coach used to say stacking problems, kind of just stacking depressive thoughts in my sports world. Um, the Indians lost Lonnie Chisinau. He signed a one-year $2.3 million deal with the Pirates. One of my favorite players, 
probably the long one of the longest tenured Indians. You know, I've always watched him growing up as an Indians fan. Uh, you always see him in right field wherever he goes. I've went to AAA to watch him play. You know, he was just a great guy and a great consistent hitter for the Indians, and we lost him. Um, now I'm just thinking, you know, what other guys are we going to lose here soon? You know, there's been talks of trading Kluber, Encarnacion, Carrasco. Brantley might be gone. It's just a mess. Gomes is being thrown around there. I just, I don't know. I just had to rant about all of that. You know, Carmelo hasn't been signed. The Packers are 4-6-1. The Ohio State Buckeyes might not make it to the playoffs again. Um, and the Indians are starting to trade away some of my childhood pieces. So, it sucks. But again, we love sports. Sports does an incredible thing to us where one minute we're as high as we can be, the next minute we're as low as we can get, um, and it just changes every single day. So we'll get to some sports headlines. We're going to talk about some of the top headlines going on today. Um, we're at about 20 minutes right now, so we'll try to run through these scores for NFL um, the past week. Uh Thanksgiving, the games were okay. Uh, nothing really crazy happened. Um, they were all right. Uh, a couple backup quarterbacks were in action, though. So we'll start with the first game, Chicago and Detroit. Chicago won 23-16. Chase Daniels did his job again. The man is a professional finesser. Uh, he just comes in. Uh, he's been sitting pretty much his entire career, his nine-year career. He's only made two to three starts, um, and he does what he needs to do now. He's still going to make himself relevant because he came out here and he got them the win, um, which most backups can't do. So you got to give the guy credit for that, and that's why he sticks around. Next game, Washington and Dallas. Uh, Dallas won 31-23. Dallas continues to stay hot. Washington continues to, uh, continues to fall. Um, Colt McCoy started. He looked good at some times. Other times he looked bad, which is why he's a backup. Um, he put together a pretty good performance. Uh, all in all, you know, I know he had a couple picks. Um, but Dallas played their asses off. And that Washington defense cannot stop them. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix isn't looking like such a great trade as of right now. Atlanta and New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans got the win 31-17. to uh, They continue to roll. Best team in the NFL right now and by a, a lot. And I don't think that has changed at all. No matter what happens, I don't think that will change. There's just so much firepower on offense. This game was interesting because their stars, while they played well, didn't you know do much in terms of scoring. Um, and they had a lot of smaller guys score, which just shows that, that depth of that team. We'll go to the Sunday games, Oakland versus Baltimore. Baltimore won 34-17 as Lamar Jackson continues to win. He's now 2-0 in the NFL, and it starts to bring up the question. I know Oakland's bad, but should you continue to start Lamar even if Joe Flacco's healthy? Um, we'll answer that maybe on Thursday's show. Um, Jacksonville and Buffalo. Buffalo won 24-21, sending Jacksonville into a complete tailspin. They're clean in-house. They fired their offensive coordinator. They benched Kessler, suspended Fournette for fighting. Um, so that team is falling apart as we speak. Uh, they're trying to kind of switch things up here. Maybe it will work, but I don't think ben benching Blake Bortles was the right move. I don't think Kessler is going to give you much more than what Bortles gave you. Um, so I'm going to go uh, and say that was a bad move. But Buffalo continues to, you know, impress us a little bit here and there. You know, Josh Allen made some fantastic throws. Um, next game, Seattle versus Carolina. Seattle won 30-27. to uh, They continue to roll. Uh, beginning of the season, they were in a complete tailspin. Nobody expected them to be where they are right now, but they just beat a good Carolina team um, who have now lost three straight when everybody was all high and mighty on them. Cleveland and Cincinnati. This was an interesting game. 
Baker Mayfield looked like the perennial superstar that the Browns were hoping when they drafted him at number one. Four touchdowns for him on the day, uh, and it was an, a very entertaining game because he had Hugh Jackson on the sidelines. Um, Demarius Randall picked the ball off, handed it to him. Uh, I thought it was funny. Sherman showed me this. Um, Demarius Randall for the Packers, you know, he could when he entered. He was he played for the Packers. Most fans didn't like him because he was kind of a showboaty type of player. And I know Browns fans love him. We put him at the wrong position, and now he's balling at safety for the Browns. But it was funny because Demarius Randall's all about himself. He's all about showboating uh, here and there. Uh, and when he picked that ball off, he ran right toward two Jackson, ran right out of bounds, when he could have actually gained probably 10 to 15 more yards. Uh, and there was a tweet that said something like, it just shows us you know, how big of a uh, selfish player Demarius Randall is. He's all about the show and not about helping his team out. When he could have easily ran that ball you know, another 10, 15 yards, but he decided to go out of bounds uh, and create a big firestorm uh, on Twitter and online. So that's it for that game as Cincinnati continues to fall. Andy Dalton's out for the season now, so they got Driscoll, who actually played pretty well in this game, um, but I don't know how he'll do long-term starting. Next game, New England and uh, the Jets. Uh, New England got the win, 27-13. Um, Not much to report on. New England got the job done. Gronkowski was back. He scored a touchdown, so good for them uh, and a good day for the Patriots as the Jets continue to fall. Uh, the Giants versus the Eagles. The Giants lost 25-22. Uh, this was an interesting game because the Giants were leading for most of the game. And uh, the Giants, I guess, Gettleman, the GM for the Giants, told uh Shermer not to throw the ball to Odell and not to run it with Saquon in the second half. And you can see their targets go way down because um, I think they're tanking right now. Uh, but it's interesting, you know, what to think if you're Eli. Um, you know, obviously he did it because um, he doesn't want to cause a big firestorm. But, you know, it's clear that the Giants are going for the rebuild. They don't really want Eli around for much longer, which is good if you're a Giants fan, but bad if you're Eli. Next game we are going to talk about is, uh, hold on. The 49ers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay won 27-9. Uh, not really sure what to think of this game. Two two backup quarterbacks, I guess you could say. Winston's not. Um, but uh, Winston played well. Um, I don't. It just throws a wrench into their situation even more. I would hate to be a Buccaneers fan. Because I have no clue who they even think of starting um, next year. I don't know what the future is with Cutter. Uh, they don't have a ton of talent. They got like Evans and that's about it. Um, you know, they got some defensive players, you know, McCoy, Pierre Paul, uh, Grimes is old, uh, Hargraves is a bust, Kawhi Alexander's got an ACL injury, so that team is a mess, uh, and, you know, it sucks to see them win, because it just proves they aren't going to, uh, you know, get a very high draft pick, like a number one seed. Next game, Chargers versus the Cardinals. Uh, Chargers won 40, 45 to 10. Uh, Josh Rosen went 12 for 19 with 105 yards, a touchdown and a pick. They say on one of my podcasts that I, I actually listened to, they said he is the king of weird stat lines, and he is because he only completed nine passes for 100 yards uh, in an entire game. That's interesting. Uh, but the Chargers continue to roll. Uh, they continue to score many, many, many times. With Gordon out, though, that's going to hurt them a little bit, although they do have a pretty good backup running back there. And Phil Rivers played a fantastic game, uh, and he's right there in the MVP conversation too. Next game, Miami and Indianapolis. Indianapolis won 27-24. They have now won five straight and are positioning themselves to win that division potentially. Um, they have really turned it around. That just shows what a draft and what a quarterback could do for your team uh, and a new coach. Frank Wright has been a uh, great hire for them. 
Next game, Pittsburgh at Denver. Denver won 24-17. Big, big Ben threw a last-second pick to throw this game off, um, and they ended up losing. Denver, though, is an interesting team. You know, they've won two straight. Uh, they got a really easy schedule coming up. So this could be a team that gets hot late and even saves Vance, Vance Joseph's job. Uh, the Sunday night game we talked about Green Bay, Minnesota, 24-17 as Minnesota continues to position themselves for a wild card seed. Uh, the Sunday night, the Monday night game, Houston won 34 to 17. Um, they continue to roll. Uh, ten, Tennessee's a good team, but Houston is just insanely good right now. Uh, they've won eight straight, which is insane. Um, that's a franchise record for them. So they continue to roll. Uh, a lot of teams continue to roll as a lot of teams continue to fall. As we are, you know, three fourths of the way done with the NFL season. But let's get into some of these headlines and then we'll move on. Really, all I wanted to say, you know, Andy Dalton, he's out for the season. He was placed on IR yesterday. Um, that hurts the Bengals a lot. They started off hot, really, really hot. Um, and then uh, it just kind of came all crashing down uh, with that loss in Pittsburgh, killing them again. Uh, most people would say this is Marvin Lewis's last year. But again, some reason he just keeps coming back every single year. Um, and it's just and killing that franchise they really need a fresh start they really need to clean house i think and just start fresh to see if they can kind of get back to the super bowl and winning some actual playoff games but we're going to move a little bit to college now we won't go into too many too much of the games that lsu texas a&m game was the best game of the year so far seven overtimes um it was just a fantastic game but some notable news um uh, Cliff Kingsbury got fired from Texas Tech. Larry Fedora got fired from North Carolina. But UCS, USC is still retaining Clay Helton, um, which is interesting. Um, but Cliff Kingsbury, I think, will get hired pretty quickly. He's an offensive guru. I think he could end up in the NFL as an OC somewhere, or at least maybe a smaller college as a head coach, or at least OC somewhere at a big college. Um, Larry Fedora had kind of an underwhelming uh, couple of seasons there. I think he spent like eight, seven or eight seasons there. Um, and, you know, they're two and nine this year, so they really haven't been playing well. But they ended up going out and hiring Mac Brown, uh, the former Texas coach, which is a great hire for them. Uh, you know, he's old. He's like 70 years old, 60, late 60s. Um, but he did, you know, do a lot at Texas. Um, and I'm surprised he went back to coaching. I think he kind of liked his, I thought he liked his, uh, his job as a uh, analyst, um, but he'll look to you know get the Tar Heels back to where they were a couple years ago um, with like Trubisky, um, and they had the quarterback I think Marcus Williams before that. Um, but Mac Brown used to coach at North Carolina from 1988 to 1999, but then he moved to Texas where he won a national championship, and you know he kind of got, I think. Uh, stale like McCarthy and I think this is a good hire for North Carolina because it's a big name guy and I think he's going to just help them uh, get back into relevance in college football but that's it for football that's it for my depressing we're going to move on now to basketball and baseball we got a lot of baseball news free agents are moving left and right uh, but right now I wanted to tell you guys about my guy Dom at D's Home Cuts so D's Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price um, he was back in town this week so I was able to get a fresh cut um, I know a lot of guys were. Uh, so only $7, D's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Truman and I and about 90% of our guests have gotten their haircut on uh, with D's uh, at D's Home Cuts. And we have never looked or felt better. They're talking about the boys from Medina because the boys from Medina are looking good. Their hair is looking on point. All because of Dom at D's Home Cuts. 
So like I said, you're going to go into the shop. Every single time you go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut. And they get better every single time because Dom is always upgrading his equipment. So he can give you the best haircut possible. Uh, you can find uh, his Instagram, these Home Cuts. That's where you can find him for all um all these videos about his cuts, his last haircuts. Um, you can set up an appointment directly in his bio or send him a DM if you have questions. Uh, he's selling merchandise on sale. The D's Home Cut shirts and sweatshirts are available. Um, that's great stuff. So go check him out, guys. A young entrepreneur like Dom could use your business. And let me tell you, he does a great job. D's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. Let's do some baseball. Uh, we'll talk about basketball in a second. We're going to wrap it up here in about 20 minutes. Um, we'll start with a couple free agent signings. Uh, Brian McCann, uh, the catcher for the Astros, uh, signed with the Braves. Uh, he's going back home to the Braves. Um, he started his career there. You know, he's a seven-time All-Star. All of those All-Star appearances came with Atlanta. Um, he is a good signing for them because they do need another catcher. They lost Kurt Suzuki. Um, he'll bring a lot of power to that lineup. Um, he's, I think he's hit nine straight seasons with 20-plus home runs. Um, he is going to be... Uh, oh, sorry, no. Actually, last year he hit two... 212 with seven home runs. So not great, but he will add some power to that lineup. I don't think he'll be the starter. I think they'll try to find a young guy to start. But again, that is a great signing for them. Uh, the Twins, they got CJ Crone. CJ Crone had a fantastic year last year for the Rays. Um, he hit 250 with 30 home runs across 140 games. He does have a lot of power in that bat, although his, his, uh, defense is really poor that's why he was kind of struggling uh last year to stay on the roster um and that's why the twins not the twins the rays cut him um but he's familiar um with rocco baldini their new manager um he's under contract for two more years and they kind of needed a first baseman dh type uh with joe mauer retiring and i think he's a fantastic replacement for joe mauer um the Braves, again, made another move, signing Josh Donaldson to a one-year, $23 million contract. That is insane. I was so glad the Indians didn't sign him uh, because he did nothing for us. I get it. What he's done in the past warrants this kind of money. But what he's done in the last couple of seasons, last couple of uh, months, has just been nothing even close to $23 million. He's an MVP, but that was three years ago. Um, he's just lost it all. Um, and it's just, you know, I know it's injuries and stuff like that, and maybe that's what we're kind of seeing now. Uh, teams are kind of hoping that uh, Josh Donaldson will come back healthy um, and back to his former self. And if it does, this $23 million will look cheap. Um, Josh Donaldson, I mean, he's making a ton of money off that all-star, off that MVP Um win a couple years ago. $23 million for a guy who didn't even get a hit last year in the playoffs uh, is a lot to pay. Um, but I guess Atlanta, you know, they're going for it. They kind of need a third baseman um, and he'll have his opportunity now. I think this is a good deal for Josh Donaldson because $23 million, he'll have a full season where he's healthy. He'll get a lot of consistent at-bats at third base. Um, and then it's just a one-year deal. So he can go sign maybe a long-term deal after that. Next guy, Lonnie Chisinau, I already said this, was, was signed by the Pirates. Sucks. Um, the Indians couldn't really use him anymore. They got a lot of young guys, kind of, and it's kind of a log jam there. Uh, they got a lot of young guys, and I know they want to transition more into those guys rather than guys like Lonnie who have been around the last couple of years. But Lonnie was just a, a fantastic hitter for the Indians. He had a lot of power in his bat, um, a lot of consistency. He's a career 288 hitter, uh, or 268 hitter. He hit 288 last year. Um, 
and he really uh, was probably one of the most underrated hitters the last couple of years in baseball. So it's a good signing for the uh, Pirates. Low risk, high reward. The Detroit Tigers signed Matt Moore to a one-year contract. Um, he's coming off a pretty bad season. He had a 6.79 ERA. Um, he kind of started and relieved both games. So I'm not really sure what they're going to do next year with him, whether it's in the rotation or in the bullpen. Um, he can do both. The Tigers have had a lot of success lately bringing in guys whose careers are shaky and turning them around and then trading those for prospects. You know, they got a great uh, uh, a great amount of work last year out of Mike Fires and Francisco Liriano, uh, guys who are sort of at the end of their careers. So maybe Matt Moore can kind of turn it around uh, from there. Next guy, Jesse Chavez, he signed a two-year, $8 million deal with the Rangers. He was with the Cubs the last couple of years. Um, he actually had probably a really good year last year, one of the best he's ever had. 1.15 ERA across 32 appearances. Uh, so they signed him now. Uh, he was he was traded, actually, to the Rangers last year, um, but now he was signed up two years, $8 million. He'll carve out a pretty good role in that bullpen, um, which he could start. Uh, he, I know he's started games before. I don't think he will. I think he's more of a bullpen guy this time in his career. But he could start, and that actually would work out pretty well, I think, for the Rangers if need be. He's a good emergency starter. So we're going to talk some NBA now, uh, a little bit of baseball. Not much going on right now, uh, although free agency I think is going to kick up here soon. But we're going to move now to basketball, but before that, I had to remind you guys about my guy Andrew at A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, Andrew and his guys have been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio by using professional equipment. A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low price. Are you tired of being dragged by by bigger landscaping companies? Hell yeah. Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn your home will never look better. Trust the A's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So let's talk some basketball. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see... Um, how the basketball season is going right now because it's very uh, different than what uh, anybody would have predicted uh, going into the season. So we're going to start with a quick look at the standings, and then we'll, there's a couple headlines I wanted to talk about. So obviously in the, in the Eastern Conference, you know, Toronto, Milwaukee, Philadelphia are the top three there. Um, no big surprises uh, yet, just yet. I feel like Miami would be a little bit better, and then obviously Washington uh, would also be a little bit better. But they aren't right now. Washington's the ninth seed, and uh, Miami's the 11th. Then we'll go to the West, which is a complete uh different vibe than anything we ever would have predicted the clippers are in first place uh the golden state warriors are in second memphis is in fourth sacramento is eighth um houston rockets are 13th the utah jazz are 14th it's a mess right now in the west uh minnesota's 11th all these playoff teams four playoff teams of last year five playoff teams from last year are not even in the playoffs right now which is interesting, you know, the Golden State Warriors are not even first place. Um, the Clippers are. And nobody expected the Clippers to be there, but due to some good play from some guys who stepped up kind of, uh, they've really positioned themselves in a good spot to really start to uh, make some noise there. You know, uh, Alexander, their rookie, uh, has been fantastic, potential rookie of the year candidate, and I think that's the whole key there. Uh, I wanted to talk about Markel, Markel Fultz. Um, 
it's been a mess there for the last couple of weeks in Philadelphia. Uh, Jimmy Butler has provided some new life, but I think Fultz is on his way out there. Um, he has potential to be, I think, one of, if not the biggest bust in NBA history. Just because of the hype that was surrounding him. You know, The 76ers traded up to get him. And he hasn't been even close to what people thought he could be. He was hurt all last year. He's got problems with his free throw shooting. You know, he's got mental issues in terms of how he shoots. He's been trying to work through it, and he just can't do it. Uh, and, you know, he walks away from his team for a couple weeks. He's firing his trainer. His, all these guys is just it's such a mess and I don't like talking about it because I don't know what's going on in his head. I think it's a mental health type of thing. Um, but he should get back to where he was cause he is a fantastic player. And I think a fresh start would really help him. Uh, I think to, that's why I think a trade with somebody, uh, could really, really help him. Uh, and his development as the NBA career goes along. So hopefully he gets moved, but you never know. That's it for basketball. Real quick story on golf. You know, I didn't get to watch the match, Phil versus Tiger, um, but it was a. I heard it was kind of underwhelming. Uh, it was a little bit overrated in terms of what they built it up to be. Uh, I guess you know there was they didn't do as many side bets as people wanted. The the mic'd up wasn't great, and I guess the commentary wasn't great because there was just too many commentators. Uh, like I said, I didn't get to watch it because we were driving all day. Uh, I didn't have really the twenty bucks to spend. Um, I really don't want to spend the 20 bucks on it, uh, even though it ended up being free. But, you know, this is the first time anybody's ever done this type of thing with golf. I expect to see a lot more of it in the future, and I expect it to get better as it goes. But Phil Mickelson won. Uh, they played like 22 holes in the dark. They should have started it earlier. Um, it was an interesting game, uh, interesting tournament, uh, reading it after. But that's it today for the show. I know it was a little bit shorter of a show, but it's just been a rough sports week. I gotta, I gotta, had to get some of that stuff off my chest. Uh, we'll come back to you Thursday with a full show with headlines. But other than that, we want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, we ask that you go into iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe so you don't miss another episode. We want to thank you to 12Ounce for putting our show on. Check them out, 12OunceSports.com. Uh, check us out on YouTube as well. TNT Sports Talk is the name you search in the YouTube search bar. Um, other than that, find us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12 for Aaron Rodgers. That's 12 for Aaron Rodgers. TT Sports Talk 12. Um, that's the at for our Twitter. That's where you can find. Uh, that's where you can chirp us online if you want to get the smoke. Uh, you can send us questions, comments, concerns in the DMs. Also send us DMs if you want to be a guest or any other business uh, inquiry. Right now we got some other things in the works. Uh, also you can find out who's going to be on the show, what we're going to be talking about the day before, uh, and also you can find our show on our Twitter. So check it out. Uh, other than that, have a great day. Tune in on Thursday where we will go over all the headlines uh, because I think there's going to be a lot more free agent news, and hopefully Carmelo will have a home by then. But if not, we will figure it out. Other than that, have a great day and tune in on Thursday, guys. Thanks.